You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for joining us today for Carly's Couch. We have another great episode for you. Something you're going to learn. And something that you need. If you have not, please leave us a review. Five stars, of course. And if you want to leave some words, we love to read those and share. We haven't had a new one in a minute. You can also message us on any of our social medias. Let us know if there's a topic that you want us to talk about. If there's a guest we should have on, link us. And then you can also leave us a voicemail. Um, We like to hear about things you want to learn about, things kind of you're going through. And then if it's a topic for an episode, we'll talk about it. Yeah, she said it all. So engage with us. We engage back. We appreciate it. Um, One thing that's unavoidable in life. (laughs) Besides taxes. Yeah, well. (laughs) uh, And a few other things is conflict. So today we are going to talk about, maybe I shouldn't say the importance of conflict, but how we can manage conflict and how we can deal with conflict um, because it really is unavoidable. I mean, everybody is different. Personalities are different. And conflict, just to be clear, can range from getting beat up to um, somebody cutting you off on the highway to um, somebody leaving the top off the toothpaste. So all of these things, like, you know, we have different issues with ourself. Can you have conflict with yourself? Yes. Yeah, what? Yeah. Inner turmoil. That's the biggest conflict that we have. <laughs> you have conflict with everybody <laughs> around you, your friends, family, work, like everything. And so, you know, it's important to understand like how to manage that. And I think that there's this stigma around conflict that is bad. That is this thing that we should avoid or that we shouldn't do. And relationships are bad if we have conflict. And we're here today to say that is untrue, but mostly backed by research that we won't get into depth. But if you want to Google it, Google ask, like, why is conflict good for you? Um, It's so great for relationships and different things. And actually, like avoiding conflict can make it worse and can prolong it and can make smaller issues a lot bigger. So instead of avoiding it, let's attack it here first. Yeah. And if you haven't Googled, I would say like conflict is good because it just gives you an opportunity for growth. Um, now, conflict, like getting beat up is unnecessary. Isn't That's not cool. But conflict like, um, you know, disagreements with a roommate or with in a relationship, family, um, with you and a school, whatever, things like that can be good because it gives you opportunity to grow, um, to be able to better deal with other personalities, better uh, improve your own personality or your own shortcomings, perhaps. Um, and I think that conflict is an opportunity most of the time, it's probably an opportunity for you to practice being open and vulnerable because, you know, now I got to tell you like, hey, <laughs> I don't like this thing and why? Or, you know, I'm kind of either either that or fighting something within myself that's like an issue that I might have, whether it's with me or with somebody else. And so it gives you an opportunity to really, you know, reflect on yourself and to be open about those things. And whenever you have these, it becomes an opportunity for you to not only grow, like Lexi said, but also to get what you want. Because if there's conflict in a relationship or even at work, perhaps, and it gives you an opportunity to bring that to the forefront, to be vulnerable, to put yourself out there. But also, if you never bring things up, people will never know what you want or what you need Mm -hmm. Um, in the work scenario, because it's not just in relationships, but in works. 
conflict helps bring about better solutions. Because if you're never challenged, if you never challenge people, if you just kind of like are a yes man or go with the status quo, like you never get to those good solutions. So it's also important to help bring about better ideas, to help further develop ideas and dive into things. Yeah. And another work example, like to get what you need, maybe you might be working at a place for your 11th year and you're still making the same amount you as when you got there. And so you might be resentful or feeling some kind of way and you go home and complain about your job, all this. Whereas with that conflict like that, if you speak up, talk to the boss, maybe there's an opportunity to get what you need. And or when, if you don't, then be like, OK, you can make more of a decision and, and be in your own power to look for something else or try to figure out something else instead of just going with the flow and like feeling some kind of way forever. So to that point, like it is, I think if we frame it that way, like conflict is an opportunity to get what we want. Like if I'm asking mm-hmm. you, yo, please start putting the, the top on the toothpaste. Now I can get what I want. Or if you don't, you can still now have that freedom to like figure out what you need to do. And making an informed decision because going with the flow and just accepting things whenever you're not happy with what they are, or they're not giving you what you need. Like that's not any kind of life to live. So practicing conflict in a healthy way helps you also get better at communication. Because not only do you have to figure out what you need and what you want, you have to figure out how to thoughtfully communicate that with another person. I think it really is hard too, actually. <laughs> it's hard. Um, I didn't really realize, and it, it depends on the type of conflict, but I didn't really realize um, how much, I guess, of an avoider of conflict I would rather be than to talk about things, especially if I'm the one who's like, all right, this would uncover some stuff about me, or I have to accept something about myself um, for the conflict. So I kind of just rather act like, shoot, that didn't happen, or like, that's in the past, or whatever. Um, But something Cartley said earlier about avoiding it just expands it. Um, I can attest to that because there's been a lot of times, and even like recently where, um, you know, let's say if I, in this case, I didn't give like a full story about something, but then like later on, it's like, oh, shoot, that either that comes up. You know how like if you lie or you say something a little different, but then later it's like, but wait a minute, not adding up. And then it's like you get caught up and it's like, yo, if you had just told me in the first place, it wouldn't have been a problem. But now it becomes even more of a problem because, you know, you withheld the information for too long or said something a little different and now you're trying to change the story up. Um, And so to just be more forthcoming and straightforward about things, it's like, yo, let's just get this over with, like rip the Band-Aid off. You could think about it like that too. Um, Instead of like you're slowly like peeling off a scab, Mm -hmm. um, just getting it over with. And I... I started to realize it's still hard, but I I realized um, with a few different incidents, like, yeah, it it does make more sense. And I tried one time to go ahead and just get in front of something and just be like, hey, listen, this is going on. And then have your whatever of conflict back and forth. But then I was like, okay, like now we're past it. So Mm -hmm. just to get it resolved made more sense. And I literally said this, I was like, Oh, I didn't die. Because <laughs> for some reason, I just felt like, oh, if I acknowledge these things or if I talk about this problem, like, oh my God, this might happen, that might happen. But then I didn't. I was like, okay, like, I should do this more often. Like, try to do it more often instead of just being like, you know what? I don't want to have a talk. I don't want to acknowledge all these things. So I'm mm-hmm. just. I kind of just sweep it under the rug and act like it's not happening. But oftentimes when you do that, they become so much more difficult and overwhelming to deal with. So it's just like you said, ripping off the Band-Aid and facing the elephant in the room, no matter how uncomfortable, it's always the best course of action. Um, Recently, I actually have a story about work and why it's important. Um, I was working with one of my friends, like really amazing person, doing great work. And both of us avoided a conflict 
that mm-hmm. turned into now we're just we just decided to not work together in that capacity because like you know neither one of us wanted to bring it up because we we're trying to preserve the other person's feelings or we just whatever happened in the situation but by the time we actually brought it up we realized like we were past it like we should have just talked about in the beginning but mm-hmm. we actually were just like you know what we're just better not working together which kind of sucks and if I look at it I'm like damn I should have said something in the beginning and I, I'm not a person to like go back like man I could change these things because everything happens for a reason but I know for damn sure now moving forward in relationships especially people I really care about I'm going to make sure to say those things because a lot of times you stunt opportunities for growth and vulnerability in relationships because you're scared of rejection or you're scared mm-hmm. of you know, being vulnerable and judgment. you don't want, yeah, judgment of, of and, and these fears are valid. Most of the time they're rooted in real life experiences that we've had. But the reason why you won't do it is because you're scared. You can see what you're losing, but you can't see what you'll gain if you actually just confront them. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, don't, don't be like me, be better than me. <laughs> and then like, what else happens though? Like when you avoid conflict. So in my case, for example, to avoid something, but then it come back way later and it's like, oh, you could have talked about it in the, earlier in the in the past is like all right now you can have lack of trust um people looking at you like oh man I don't know you're kind of shady or I don't know if or maybe you know how some people who can sometimes be like are you okay are you okay are you okay all the time mm-hmm. because now it's like if you're like I'm fine or I'm good then now they don't kind of believe what you're saying yeah um so I think you you have a loss of trust and lack of openness that's really important if this is like a friend or relationship that's important to you And I already talked about like stunning growth in relationships. When you're not trusting the person, when you're not open, when you're not vulnerable, things can't grow. And and that's including you. Like you can't grow whenever you're not open and vulnerable in these trusted situations. I think another important thing is like you never get what you want. If you never like bring things to the forefront and actually talk about them and be vulnerable, you never end up getting what you want. And then everybody kind of leaves feeling half fulfilled, which is what's the purpose. Mm -hmm. And also, I guess it's kind of weird too, because... Even though it's conflict and it's very uncomfortable, um, I think it's weird how like these uncomfortable things can be like relieving when you actually like talk about it and get it done. So it's better to have conflict or at least have expressed yourself, even if you're still like Carly said, like we're still saying, hey, we're not gonna work together. But I feel like you feel better. It's like feels like a weight on your shoulders mm-hmm. sometimes. Or have you ever felt like like you know you need to say something or you're like, uh, I don't, you know, or sometimes when you feel like somebody might have a problem with you, but you're like, uh, and you kind of hold it in, and it kind of weighs on you. Um, and so it's so much more freeing to not have that resentment or hold grudges and to not have your own like obsessive thoughts about what you think might be happening um, and just to talk about stuff. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just anxiety. Like sometimes if you never bring things up, maybe they don't actually have an issue with you, but now you've created this whole story in your head. So now you're avoiding the phone calls. You're not going to see mm-hmm. them. And it becomes this big thing. Where if you just confront it head on, they're actually like, nah, man, I was just having a bad week last week. And you're like, oh, damn, I thought it was about me. And so mm-hmm. confronting it can also help you realize that it might not actually have anything to do with you. Yeah, sometimes you got conflict with your own self. <laughs> what did, um, dang, who, who I just saw on Twitter this week that was like, they got beef with Beyonce or something. And, and everybody was like, damn, does Beyonce know? Like, that she, <laughs> that she, she doesn't absolutely not know or like, care. I think she's living her life. I think she's good. <laughs> so that's for sure. Like, don't have conflict just by yourself. And, you know, for no reason, you're just making yourself kind of uncomfortable and upset. Stressed like, out. Yeah, that's trash. Um, but one way to better deal with conflict 
is really to look at yourself first and to understand your own conflict management style. Like I said, I kind of recognize, like, I'd rather just avoid things, act like it's not happening. Um, But Carly and I, now it's like a year or two ago, (laughs) we did a conflict resolution thing with um, some Navy personnel in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And it was so funny to do that because I was learning stuff the whole time, too, about all these different styles and different ways to, like, confront people if you know their style. And so we want to go through that because I think it's important to understand what each style is and the pros and cons. So as we go through them, try to figure out like where do you fall within this? Absolutely. The first one, um, which I think is mine, is the collaborating style. And so in this conflict management style, problems are solved in ways in which an optimum result is provided for everybody that's involved. Both sides tend to get what they want and negative feelings are minimized by working together. Um, the pros of this are that it creates mutual trust. It helps to maintain positive relationships and builds commitments between everybody involved. While the cons are it's very time consuming, a lot of energy consuming and it just takes a lot to actually figure these things out and get in the trenches and work work it out. I think one of the most um, important things to point out with collaboration style is that it maintains positive relationships and it can take time. So we're going to kind of mention relationships, I think, a few times within this because really also when you're in conflict, you have to kind of determine like, you know, how important is this relationship? Because if somebody cuts me off and they hop out of their car and like, hey, you want to fight? I might be like, man, whatever, skirt. And it doesn't matter. But if it's like your friend that you have to see again and you're like, oh, man, like now it makes more sense to maybe talk about it. Like, hey, you didn't have your blinker on. Hey, you did this. And like, let's talk about it. Um, and so it makes more sense depending on your relationship to do collaboration style because time consuming, like you don't need to spend too much time Mm-mm. trying to figure out a conflict with somebody that's like, hey, you know, I want you to be well, but also vaya con Dios. So, <laughs> you know, it's not always worth it to do that. That's why that's a con, I guess. Absolutely. Even though you would think collaboration style is like, that's the number one style you should have. No, it's so not I, necessary for everything. Yeah, so I'll have that with like the people that I love, people you got to see. It's like, you know, we have to collaborate because I got to see you at work every day. Um, the other style is competing style. This is more of an authoritarian approach, um, probably more of an approach of I need to be right and I need it my way and I want it my way. The pros are that it's goal-oriented and quick. So mm-hmm. if it's like, listen, I need this laundry done and I need this laundry separated like this and done by two o'clock, then that's what it is. And so typically people like that, they have a certain way that things should be done or that they want it done. Um and it may be intimidating because it's very clear, like, because this is exactly what we need. The cons to that, though, are, of course, that it may breed hostility. So, you know, trying to tell people, hey, it has to be a way is not always going to work out um, unless you're dealing with somebody who is going to be a little more submissive and be like, all right, whatever. I don't want to have conflicts. So I'm just going to do it this way. Yeah, and that's not to say that this is a bad style because there's a time and a place for mm-hmm. each one of these. And so if you're the leader of a team and let's say you did a whole proposal and the client was like, this sucks, you come back and you're like, no, do it like this, fix this, do this, do this, and I need to submit it by 3 p.m. That just is what it is. I think a lot of that probably happens in like consulting, like when you're mm-hmm. thinking about that, doing pitches. Um, probably also it made me think about parenting a little bit, especially the examples mm-hmm. that you use. Parents are like, nah, this gets done. There's no negotiations. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this. 
Um, so I think that there's a place for that one. Um, the next one is avoiding style. And Lexi already talked about this a little bit, but it's non-confrontational. It's avoiding the conflict. Um, pros is it doesn't escalate the conflict and it kind of puts off whatever argument might happen or whatever fight or conflict disagreement. It kind of puts that off so you don't have to think about that. But the cons is it leaves unaddressed problems, unresolved solutions, and unvoiced feelings and unvoiced needs and wants. And they always end up coming back up like the same stuff and maybe in different ways. And so it is important with, I think avoiding style too, a lot of times what you're not trying to confront is like yourself. And like, sometimes you might not be trying to confront that you care about something enough to want to do it, talk mm-hmm. about it as well. Um, because That's yeah, vulnerability. It's, yeah, cause, yeah, exactly. So this one's for the people who have difficulty with vulnerability, I think, because I think it's easier for me to be like, dang, Carly, you did this X, Y, Z. But when it's like I'm avoiding it, it's probably something more about myself. 100%. And I think that there's probably a place. Um, can you see? think of a positive place for like an avoidant conflict? Management style? Um, yeah, for the reasons of not wanting to escalate a conflict right now. So like, you know, if you're kind of about to argue and you're, you're about to hop out and, you know, jump into an event or go somewhere or do something and it's like, and yeah, you know, all right, cool. Like whatever they're saying, like, all right, you got it, you know, and then maybe you need to come back to it. Um, but sometimes you need to avoid, I think, just to maybe not have a scene, not to get beat up, you know, whatever it might be. Um, mm-hmm. And just like, let me keep it moving. <laughs> Um, harmonizing style. Let's see how this is different from um, collaborative style. Harmonizing style is giving in to maintain relationships. So you might be the person who's like, all right, I'm going to do the laundry exactly how you said. Um, the pros of this is that it minimizes injury when we are outmatched and your relationships are maintained. It could breed resentment and exploit the weak, though. Those are the cons. So I think with something like this, it's when you're like, you know what? This is not that serious. I'm going to let it slide type thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything may not be as deep. Everybody has different buttons and different things where it's like um, mine might be like all my life. I never felt like anybody listened to me. So certain things might tick me off more. Or for somebody else, it might be a complete different, you know, kind of like area or space where when you kind of tap into that trigger, like uh, that's a little bit more important to them. And so it's easy sometimes for me to be like, well, that's not a trigger for me. So, you know what? I don't like that thing, but it's okay. Like, I'll just do it how you want it done to maintain the relationship and keep things going in the house. Yep, but I could see how that breeds resentment if you're always just letting shit slide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like then at that point, they they leave a sock on the floor and you're like, mm-hmm. and like freak out. And it's like, it's not really the sock, but it's everything else you never say it. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one is compromising style. And that sounds like collaborating, but let's see how it's different. So the middle ground approach. Pros, useful and complex issues without simple solutions. All parties are equal in power. And then the cons are no one is ever really satisfied and it leads to a less than optimal solution that gets implemented. I think that the difference here is it's kind of like, oh man, uh, I'm, I'm like, if you're trying to sell somebody something and y'all kind of just meet in the middle, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. How is that different from collaborating? I'm trying to collaborating, talk it. Collaborating style is just the fact that you're involving everybody. Oh, okay, you're okay. hearing everybody's voice. Mm-hmm. But if you're compromising, now it's like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to get the full thing I want, but all right, let's, let's meet here. But you may not be all the way happy. You may not be all the way happy with any of these really. Um, but I think collaborating is just kind of like, it's important to you. If you're a collaborative style, it's important to you to have everybody involved Hear What you have to say, what do you think about this? Here's what I think. All right. And then however it happens from there. 
Um, yeah, middle ground is probably more so for the types of conflict where, you know, there's some things where it's like, you can say, hey, I want this, and they just either can't meet you there or it's just not, you know, it just might not happen. And you might have to give them a little grace or whatever else. So you might not be all the way satisfied, but perhaps you see the effort there or um, perhaps it's like an at least an acknowledgement of, you know, I'm trying or I can do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And that, like I said, the things that come to mind, like the examples would be like, if you're trying to sell something, like, you know, you wanted this much, they gonna give you this much, you kind of meet in the middle and it mm-hmm. just is. You're just not quite satisfied, but... Or like conflict might be if you were at like the flea market and it's like, listen, I got $5, I'm trying to negotiate <laughs> like, with this person. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> can I give you five? And like, I got four quarters in the car. Like, all right, we could do six. So like, you still just wanted to spend $5. They still wanted their $10, but here we are. And so it's like, all right, cool. Six twenty-five and a nickel. Right. <laughs> so... Hearing those, um, everybody listening, think about what your styles kind of are. Carly, what would you say your style is? My primary style and co- is collaborating, and I think I like to look at a lot of my relationships like that. But I think mm-hmm. we all have a little bit of every style in us. Like I notice when I avoid, and mostly it has things to do with me and being vulnerable and not wanting to expose that or whatever. Um, sometimes I am authoritarian or authoritarian. Yes. Yes. Okay. Which is a competing style. Like I kind of, I think those three are probably more so mine. Um, it depends on what's important. The outcome of maybe something you need done. Mm-hmm. Like we said, the relationship. If um, it's work, like a own, client. Like sanity. So yeah, maybe it kind of depends on what's, what's most important for the outcome. Um, and from there, you're going to probably approach it a little bit differently. And I think as I've gotten more mature and my outcome, like my desired outcome is peace. <laughs> like I've, I've changed a little mm, bit. Shit, mine not. Fuck that. I think mine's just not getting called out for stuff. I don't, I don't care about the rest. For everything else, I could be either authoritarian or or maybe like it's like you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah. As long as it don't make me look like some kind of way. But when it's about me, then I'm out of here. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, yeah, it is different when it's about you. So just depending on what relationship, um, and like we said, none of them are better or worse than the other ones. They're just different. And there are strengths and weaknesses in each. So whenever you think about yours, think about ways that you can improve and like, you know, become better and like things that like, ah, I should probably like work on that. And then also think about um, people you may have to see a lot or communicate a lot with, like your friends, a coworker, um, your wife, like, and then maybe thinking about, hmm, I feel like they're a little bit of this. And so maybe even you changing your approach or considering that next time you have conflict, like if they like to avoid things, maybe it's you shouldn't just run up on them with the attack, but kind of, you know, be a little softer with it. And then maybe if there's something else, you know, just kind of think about the way that it may be more efficient and productive and progressive to have a conversation or to deal with a conflict. I have a perfect example for that. I think um, I'm since I'm collaborative, I always want like input and to do this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with stuff with the vouch, Lexi is just like, just do, just go, mm-hmm. like, do things. And I'd be like, oh, but sometimes that's hard for people too who want your input and it's like, <laughs> just do it. I don't really care. Pick something. Like, and I'm like, do. but well, which picture do you like better? Whichever one you want. <laughs> I mean, make sure I look good in it, but it's whatever. But also, I've also learned too that for four people like that, sometimes it is like, all right, just say, you know, sometimes you just, that means, all right, let's just take charge and pick something. So I might have to say like, uh, let's go with this one. And you'd be like, okay, because you probably don't have a problem. Like you generally don't have a problem. And I do the same thing actually about certain things where it's like, hey, do you want to do this? Or, especially with like food or something, because I'm going to eat everything. It's like, do you want to do this or this? <laughs> and they're like, oh, I don't know. And it's like- you get upset because like, damn, we'll just pick one. But also I could just pick one. So yeah. 
that's a good I, example. So I, I get it from my side too. I'm like, I'm eating whatever. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm just good. Let's what go. do you want? Oh, I don't have a taste for anything. Well, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all about to eat Papa John? Right, and then it's a conflict <laughs> around. All right, but if it get ordered. Who I'm eating, like, who eating I'm three slices? I'm definitely three with exactly. some garlic butter. <laughs> exactly. And a little um, banana peppers. Don't play with Papa. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, those are the different styles. We talked about kind of how conflicts can come up. Um, so, what are some of the keys to dealing with conflict? These are just like things to consider and keep in mind uh, the next time something pops off. I think the first one and the main one is to recognize and acknowledge that there is an issue or when there is one, like that's Mm -hmm. the first step is figuring it out within yourself. Like if you feeling bothered or feeling some type, whatever it is, like making like feel, Figuring out what that is, like what that issue is. Yeah, like what's going on? Yeah, not like you left your sock here. It's no, I like you have been brushing me off or you haven't been very receptive when you're home, you're always on your phone. Or you don't seem considerate of me because there's always stuff all over the place and I got to be the one to clean it up. So getting to the bottom of that. And not feeling seen or not feeling recognized because like, hey, you're not considering me. It always goes like super deeper than those things. And when you can really think about that, maybe to go to your partner and tell them those things like, hey, it makes you kind of feel like this instead of just like, yo, you never picked your socks up may have a different reaction from them. Especially if you like let them know. And so I saw this meme. That's why I've been on my phone two things. So I saw this meme and it's like- Yeah, because low-key I was like, damn, Carly over no, here messaging no, people no, no, and no, trying no. to get I numbers was, and stuff. No, because we were talking about the Navy <laughs> and I remember the shout out. Um, mm-hmm. Old girl has a purse company. We need to shout her out because she's launching- who? Which one? One of the people, uh, water, jug of water. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she got a purse company. So I was trying to find her name on here so we could shout her out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like. It's always hard to find people on Instagram if you uh, don't quite remember their name. I typed like, in person. That shit did not come up. Well, you know that one's gonna come but, up. But we don't follow that many people on our on the vouch page. So I was trying to figure oh, it out. Yes, yeah, okay, so okay, that's what I'm there. trying to find okay. it. But um, thinking about what triggers you is like I feel excluded. I feel powerless, unheard, mm-hmm. scolded, judged, that. blamed. I'm gonna post this in the thing too. I felt disrespected. I felt a lack of affection. I felt uncared for, lonely, ignored. I felt like I couldn't be honest. I felt like the mm-hmm. bad guy, forgotten, unsafe, unloved. Oh yeah, I need to use those. I today. felt like that was unfair. <laughs> I felt frustrated. I felt disconnected, trapped. I felt a lack of passion. I felt like I couldn't speak up. I felt manipulated. I felt controlled. Mm-hmm. Almost everything you get upset comes from one of these things, and um, not the sock, and not the sock, sis. It's bruh. It's not the sock. It's it's one oh, of yeah, these. Yeah, I need things. that list. Yeah, I'm gonna say those it. are good because we talk about feelings a lot, and we talk about you know like oh I feel sad or whatever, but like those are good because that's like how how you feel a little bit more specific around mm-hmm. like the situation. And then you realize like it's not that you're on your phone, it's that I feel disconnected mm-hmm. and I feel a lack of passion whenever you're with me and you're always on your phone or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, I need Man, that. So that's yeah, real. I'm going to post that in the in the episode notes. <laughs> <laughs> um other keys, this is probably an obvious one too, is communication and listening. Um when you're dealing with conflict, it's going to be so important to actually listen. And I have the most difficulty with this Every day, um, because sometimes to what Kylie was just saying, a lot of people's issue is, hey, I'm not feeling like you're hearing me or that you're listening to what I'm actually saying or to what I'm saying. And of course, you know, it's hard to get sometimes and you might have to ask a question or two and really make sure you understand. But that's why you kind of rephrase like, hey, I'm here and you're saying this. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you are communicating and listening listening for what you agree with. We kind of talked about that with the apology episode. Listen for what you're agreeing with. Listen to, look for the common ground of where like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm with you on this. This is an issue. And now like, what can we be doing? So like really communicating and listening um, in a way that 
I, I would say like, hey, we're on the same team, especially if you're looking for a certain outcome, um, looking for something that allows you to still be on the same team and acknowledge like what's going on. And I like that. I've heard that. And the thing is like, you know, we're not fighting each other. We're fighting whatever the problem is or we're trying to face it together. So I think that's so important. Also going into this, like knowing your own values, your own desires and your own boundaries. So whenever you get down to the root of the problem, like I felt excluded or disconnected, like figuring out what it is that you need and knowing your boundaries and like recognizing the things that you really want, the, like the things you're really focused on getting and then the things that you can just let go because not everything has to be a conflict. Mm -hmm. And also emotional control is a big part of this too. I was just uh, arguing yesterday because he was like, well, I'm just, I'm just passionate. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's cool. But like now I have to kind of go through the extra step of being like, he's not being actually like angry, angry or upset. Like he's doing this. Like you have to, if you really know a person or you're getting to know a person, you kind of have to start like hopping out of yourself for a second to process like, you know what, I know this is a thing for them, or they do this. And it kind of helps you be a, maybe a little more, I don't know if empathetic is the right word here, but uh, not be so reactive and not mm -hmm. like yell or argue about like these top kind of hanging things or how it's delivered or whatever it may be. But like, again, kind of making sure you focus on the root of the problem, take deep breaths, try to keep it slow so you're not just saying the first thing or reacting. Or sometimes it's when we'll say something hurtful, like, um, you know, it's cause as soon as you get like a little attack, it's like, well, that's why your mama left you or like, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, and then Damn. when you start saying things like that, it's like, now you're doing too much because now you're trying to injure me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just take the time to like chill as you're communicating. Man, if I had a dollar for every time someone told me like, calm down, I'm like, no, I'm not angry. I'm just passionate. If I had mm -hmm. a dollar, boy, but that, yeah, that's, that's me. I'd be like, yeah, relax. <laughs> calm down first. Like, I just like no, I'm not angry. It's like. But it feels like you're angry to me. So, <laughs> you know, but you also kind of have to recognize, like, even if, uh, or like for me, like if I say things very sharply or something, um, and I had a friend who used to like say things real sharply to me, and it's like, uh, I got to remember, like, it's like not about the delivery, but also you have to understand, like, hey, if somebody's watching us, they probably would think like we were having like a heated argument. Um, actually, last night it was weird. Last night, uh, from the windows being open, we heard this girl being like, ah, Stop. And she was running. I saw a girl running. And then we saw a white man like running behind her. And I was like, we were like, oh shit. And we went to the window, like, leave her alone. <laughs> and um, the guy, he was, you know, it's like he was chasing her. Um, and then he went out to confront the guy and to make sure, like, yo, he was like, let her, he was, he was like, no, she's upset. He was like, yeah, but like, let her go. Because like now, even if it's something where it's like, you know, we're together, maybe we're having an argument, whatever, that stuff happens. But like now you look crazy because it's like, yeah, I seen this man running after this woman who was crying, trying to get away. So leave her alone. Yeah, like just leave her alone and like let her go. So you still thinking about how things look, even if you might be like, oh, I'm not mad. But like also it's like, yo, I'm feeling embarrassed because now it looks like, it's a bigger thing, even if you don't, you know, you're not mad, but now maybe we're somewhere and people are like, damn, they are you out here looking crazy. So all of these things considered from both sides. Mm -hmm. And be prepared to be vulnerable and to share like how you're affected or also if you cause the conflict and you're addressing it, you just have to be ready for for vulnerability Next. and for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually um, also, you know, what's big here is, being vulnerable about how you're affected because then also people get mad at me when they're like, well, what's going on or whatever? Because I might visibly be like a little annoyed or whatever, but also I'll be like, yeah, but I'm, but I'm straight. 
and this is, I guess, kind of the same thing we we're just talking about from another way of being like, eh, I don't really want to talk about it. Like, I'm good. Like, I'll be fine. But also, it is good to make sure, like, you really do honor yourself and, like, how do you feel affected by it? And it may not, you may be fine, but also if they're asking you, maybe that's a good opportunity for them to understand, like, what you're feeling or how they, you know, affected you in that way, too. Yeah, you got to be okay with being like, man, I felt... Like excluded mm-hmm. or whatever those things are, which mm-hmm. is not comfortable to say. You don't want to feel like somebody has an upper hand on you, but it's not always like that. When you're dealing with conflict, though, you also have to be prepared for any given outcome. You don't know what may happen. I was on a call yesterday. My therapist told me to, I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I want to, I thought about something. I acknowledged that he was right about something. And she was like, yeah, you should tell him. And I was like, eh. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to tell him. Man, I told him, and then he still got mad about something else, like, related to us. I was like, God damn. Like, <laughs> like I thought it was going to be like, man, you know what? Thank you Thank for you, acknowledging baby. that. <laughs> nah, hell no. Nah. He's like, so why did it take you so long to get there? And then that's why this happened. You better and take that win. I was like, God dang. So I was like, man, now I had to deal with this. And then he got mad again. He had, like, another argument. So I was like, man, forget it. Like, but you never know. Like, you may be dealing with a conflict, and you think you're doing the right things and they may go one way or may go the other way. So you kind of can't be manipulative about it and thinking like, you know what, if I kind of just say this, it'll probably be cool. Um, it doesn't always happen that way. Mm-hmm. And you have to be prepared to be accountable for your own feelings as well as things you might have caused in them. Cause that's not always comfortable either to know that you hurt somebody that you care about or piss them off or whatever. Mm-hmm. So just be ready to be accountable whenever you confront these things. Um, and then one of the best, I guess, long-term pieces of it is just keep in mind what you have to gain from the experience, um, whether that's a deeper relationship or friendship or um, a bigger raise, like whatever it is, like with the conflict, like we said at the beginning, there is always like a seed of opportunity with everything that's rough you know, in life with every problem. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my favorite quotes, with every problem is a seed of opportunity. And so... Like we said, attack it, and then you have the chance to get something better out of it. Even if it's ends in like, oh, we end up with a divorce, but then maybe you meet this guy who's a zillionaire and you living good. So like, Da-da-da-da. just get out of here, and just or just figure it out and feel better that you've honored yourself and feel better that you've uh, spoken to what you need, what you want, what you desire, how you feel, um, and you can't really lose as long as you're doing that. You can't lose. And then the universe responds to that. Like if you're willing to speak up for yourself, even when it's uncomfortable and be vulnerable and be open and that's the energy you're putting out, imagine all of that that's coming back to you. But if you're never doing that, imagine all the energy that's coming back to you. So just creating that space where the universe can also give you what you want and give you what you need. Mm-hmm. So this week, we hope you learn a little bit about conflict or that it helped you think about maybe yourself, how you've dealt with it, how you deal with it. Um, let us know this week if you have any stories or anything interesting where you're like, yeah, something happened and you know this is how it turned out or uh, things got so much better because of it. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, on the post, on the website, um, on the YouTube comments, all of those things. And... Um, also for with this episode so do we have the shout out for the i'm gonna do it for the next one. Oh, <laughs> i couldn't find it and i don't want to keep looking so <laughs> all right well um also y'all let us know if y'all ever are doing anything awesome that we can shout out because we like to just you know spread the word if you have something opening or launching or um you pass the bar whatever it might be like that's yeah. pretty cool you should be acknowledged so let us know and then our question of the week dun, 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 is what's one new skill that you're interested in picking up um, I want to 
I want to say get back to, cause I did a long, long time ago, but I want to get back to, um, either doing like guitar lessons. Oh no, this is new. I've never done. I want to do singing lessons. I want to do voice mm. lessons, mostly around, um, like the stamina of, of the breath and, um, kind of like control of your voice. I would like to do that. Man, me too. And Charlie used to do that. So I'll send you her person out mm, here. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, I definitely want to try that. Yeah, I've seen you can do um, like virtual with stuff like that too. Because really it's, it is like a lot of like exercising of like where are you pulling from and like, you know, what it's are you so doing? so much breath work. Mm-hmm. So much breath work. Um, one, I've done it before, but I want to get better at it. And I, it's, you know, tapping into this whole sensuality thing. I love dancing and moving my body. But I want to get back into dancing all forms. Like I want to do more pole. I want to try more lira hoop, like all kinds of stuff. Like I just want to get back into being into my body. That's yeah, that's a good way to do that too. Cool. Let us know what's a skill that you're thinking about picking up. Um be good with conflict this week. Attack ahead first. Attack, uh, baby. Don't get beat up though. Please don't. <laughs> Yo, don't be running up on people crazy. Uh make sure you have like Lexi plan. told me to. Right. <laughs> and don't throw my name in it cuz then I'm going to have a conflict with you and them. So that's that. Um have a great week guys. We hope that you have a conflict free week. Bye y'all. Bye.